Hi, my name is Kirk Hamilton, your host of the Staying Healthy Today Show. This is a show where we bring you key experts in the fields of nutrition, prevention, integrative, and lifestyle medicine. We review the medical literature, and we review case studies. Today's show topic is Clinical Pearls on Living Long and Healthy from the Acciaroli Centenarians. Our guest today is Dr. Alan Mazel. He is a MD, Director of the Coronary Care Unit and Heart Failure Program, Division of Cardiovascular Medicine at the Veterans Affairs Medical Center, San Diego, and that's in La Jolla, California. So Dr. Mazel has made a few trips to Acciroli, Italy, and is interested in studying the centenarians there. And so I'm interested in a little bit about your background first, and then how you got interested in looking at the longevity people of Italy there. Sure. Well, first of all, I'm getting older. <laughs> mainly, uh, you know, I am, my research work has been in the biomarker area, little protein blood tests for diagnosis of risk, et cetera. I, I get to lecture all over the world because I help to identify one that's used all over the world to detect heart failure, and that's the BNP test. And, and as a result, I've worked at the University of Rome with a colleague of mine for many years, and he grew up in this little town that otherwise really isn't open to strangers. It's way down past the Amalfi Coast. And we would go there on his boat. And he used to tell me that people never died there. And, uh, you know, anyways, but I took four or five trips and we before we started to put things together in design or study. How long have you been going there then? Uh, four years. And say, say it correctly. I said Acciaroli, Italy. Acciaroli. 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 <laughs> So, how many times have you gone back there as far as studying? Well, and the actual study is just going to be starting in May, and we're going to bring the whole team of UCSD people with the University of Rome down in September for a big opening. So, right now, we're just gathering survey data and getting the consent forms fixed up. Uh, so, when you f went there, what were your first impressions of the people? Well, you know, first of all, it's a beautiful place. And as soon as you get there, you just seem to relax. It's a small town, starts at the beach, but then nestles up into the mountains, into the hills. And so there's a lot of activity. And we would see people, just old people walking around everywhere. Now, unlike old people that walk around other places, these old people, a lot of them weren't skinny necessarily. They weren't jogging. They weren't having yoga class. They were sort of heavy many more smoking cigars or cigarettes. So I go, uh, my first sort of impression there was, wow, what's unique about this group of people here? So how do we know, and, and give me the little facts and figures on centenarians, because I, I remember interviewing uh, Dr. Wilcox from Okinawa, and they have a very good registry program to know how old these people are. So how do we know so many centenarians are there? Well, we got to know through my friend Dr. DeSoma who grew up there, we got to know the mayor very well, and we asked and finally agreed, and you know, this is like a blue zone, we've been told many people live to over 100, and the population's only somewhere between 1,000 and 2,000, and we asked for 200 if we could study, in two weeks the mayor got back contact some general practitioners, and he said pretty quickly found us 300 patients, <laughs> and of course these, you know, they all have birth certificates, they all lived there their whole life, so there's no question that their uh, birth uh, documentation uh, is correct. And so, you know, you look at 300 with a denominator of 1,000 to 2,000 makes, you know, 15 to 30% over 100, and uh, about 10 to 20% of those are probably 110. So, you know, when I read the, the little PR clips that you sent me, you know, the big things that stand out was smoking, men with pot bellies, daily anchovy intake, rosemary, wine consumption, laid-back lifestyle. So let's start off with the diet. And talk about anchovies a little bit, what you think might be beneficial about them, but also other aspects of their diet. 
This is one of the reasons of we're doing this study. We're going to look into the genetics and the environment. So the genetics, we're going to actually be looking at their whole genome. And environment, we're going to be taking very careful dietary history, looking at metabolites, you know, all this sort. Now, the Mediterranean diet, of course, you know, includes a lot of fish and vegetables and this and that. But the interesting thing, they did eat a lot of anchovies. I don't know if that's significant or not, but what also seemed to be significant is they fried a lot of their foods, which sort of goes against what you would think would be a healthy diet. So there's something a little bit unusual here that we want to explore in this, in this group. Were they frying in olive oil? I, you know, I do not know that. Uh-huh. So I hope this, because I do fatty acid profiles, I'd love you guys to do fatty acid profiles in these people because, you know, the omega-3 thing is, is uh, banted about right and left. Uh, we have Dr. Esselton who, you know, puts people on a plant-based diet and they don't use oils and they've reversed vascular disease, heart disease. And then we have the Mediterranean diet that uses more oils and omega-3 fats are big. So I'd love it if uh, your group somehow could measure fatty acids. I don't know if they're doing that, but that would be very interesting in centenarians to see the ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 fats. Maybe, maybe we could do that. <laughs> well, that would be good. So do they eat fruits, a lot of vegetables? Well, yeah, they, they have a lot of gardens. So, yeah, they have a pretty Mediterranean, you know, a lot of tomatoes running around, this and that. And they seem to garnish everything with this rosemary that we picked up on that through our surveys. It's almost on everything. They grow it. Uh, everybody grows it. It's a garnish. It's an oil. It's a dressing, you know, everything. And... And there is data in the literature, Kirk, that suggests that rosemary, these oil of rosemary, is associated with improved brain function and uh-huh. less brain cognitive dysfunction. And in fact, in our surveys, and this isn't, I don't know if this would stand up to peer review because we sent a group down to just talk to the people they could find, almost no incidence of Alzheimer's in these centenarians. So how about, you know, there's different Mediterranean diets. Are they eating fish every day or are they eating it? We don't know. That's you don't know. know? So you're going to go down and study that? This is why we're doing the study. Okay. We don't know all this stuff. All right. So do they drink alcohol? Um, do they? <laughs> <laughs> they they drink a lot. And again, uh, you'll be happy to know it's mostly uh, red vino, you know. Um, you drink a lot of coffee. And they such a relaxed life. You know, when we're drinking it, I mean, they're laid back. They hang out the afternoon. They're in good moods. They seem to be stress-free. But, yeah, they do drink. They do drink alcohol. Pretty good quantities. Would you say more than the, a glass or two a day? I would say we'd be talking, you know, more than a bottle or two a day, but, but uh, <laughs> depending, you know. Uh, I call that yuppie alcoholism here. When I take patients off alcohol, they drop, I mean, wine, a bottle yeah. of wine, they drop weight and yeah. all kinds of things happen. Um, <laughs> that's That's good. So one of the questions I had, I know you haven't gone into it in depth, but how about is most of the food they eat whole food? In other words, no matter what food category, it's a whole food versus a processed food, you know, like white flour. I, I, what I saw in the restaurant, it's a lot of whole food, a lot of vegetables on the plates, a lot of whole fish cooked fresh right in front of you, and, uh, you know, things like that. I won't say there isn't any processed food, but... I... Now, you talk about their, their social fabric and they're very relaxed. Would you say that they have good family structure and that the elders are somewhat respected, you know, or, or incorporated into yeah, life? I, I, yes, I, I think this is the case because generations often don't leave. So in one family structure, you may have three generations, a centenarian, you know, their kid, and the kid before that. So, so yeah, I would say that it's a structured society, somewhat grouped all together, and makes a nice incubator for, for doing the kind of studies we want to do. 
You know, one of the things that stuck out when you said it, I'm not an anti-sun person. I'm a, a no-burn person, but I believe sunlight is good. And you said they all, well, you said a lot of people have a tan, the elders. Is that correct, or did I put words in their mouth? Yeah, they're they're bronze, they're tanned, uh, they're, uh, you know, leathered, leather face sometimes. And I think they have no shortage of vitamin D that hits their body. And I guess you're going to measure that, maybe? Yes, we will. <laughs> that, that's, that's a common yeah. one, so maybe we'll get that one. Well, you put the two cents in for fatty acids for me. <laughs> um, All right. And in your testing, what other the other testing you're going to do? We'll be looking at saliva, blood biomarkers, how much activity they're doing. Uh, we will be doing cognitive function, uh, screening, diet screening, a whole host of most up-to-date uh, tests. Well, so how about being a cardiologist? Are you going to do, an, an, aside from, let's say, a CRP and lipids, are you going to do more inflammatory markers in the blood vessels? or? Well, yes. Just name a couple of them. Uh, proponents, if it's elevated a little, you are at grief to develop disease. There's another one uh, we've studied called proneurotensin, which is what we's brand-new biomarker we published in JAMA about it recently. It, in women, seems to uh, help them regulate fat and when it's high, they tend to go on and get cancers, like breast cancer, uh, in the future. So a bunch of these risk biomarkers, along with genetics, along with dietary habits, and then some of the usual, you know, CRPs and, uh, you know, other inflammatory markers we may come up with. Is there more male centenarians than female, or is it equal, or could you get a feel for that? Um, I do not yet have a feel for that. My eyeballing of the situation was, um, I would say, it's. I think it's equally distributed, which is good for us guys, because usually it's well well in favor of the women. And how long will your study take before we can start, like, will you leak out reports of stuff we can hear, or how does it yeah. work? We're going to do it in stages. Uh, we're going to start collecting some samples in May, but I think we would like to also go serially over time to see if things change. And, uh, you know, plus measure offspring and, and et cetera. So we hope, in fact, here at University of California, San Diego, to end up with the University of Rome, La Sapienza, to actually develop and christen, if you will, a real longevity clinic there where we can send our medical students and young doctors to really learn to do what you do, you know. Learn not just to see somebody when they're sick, but to see them when they're well and try to take care of the well and use preventative measures and then also do research studies and to figure out why they're doing so well. You know, I hope, sincerely hope that they can, you know, if it becomes popular and they maintain their lifestyle. I remember they had a place in China where it was very rural and, and, and people lived to long periods of time. And then they ended up making it a um, almost a destination stop for tourists. And then they lost this part of the, the 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 mildness of the area, and and the you know they lost some of that original layback fare and 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 culture. So, anyway, I'll let you go. I know you're busy. Thank you so much for taking the time, and I'd love to you know anytime you get a little piece of information uh, that's a passion of mine is studying longevity yeah. cultures. Because well, I th I think I, I think what we should do, Kirk, is if we do get this study going and up and running and repetitive, that we'll do one of your shows out there one of these days. Ab I, absolutely, I got an I got an invite to Okinawa. I know the the director there of you know Okinawa is one place. You go to Achiroli, you may never want to leave. I'll set you up your own station there, and we'll get we'll we'll do the show. You got a deal. You got a deal. All right, and uh, so thank you very much for coming on the show today. And I want to thank you, the audience, for listening to this edition of the Staying Healthy Today Show. And until next time, stay and be well. <laughs> 